Okay, we're back with Jose Casella, part two. Welcome back, Jose. Hey, hello, guys. No, where were we? Ah, uh, second coming. Well, after that, uh, that particular film, I, I learned the lesson of not compromising. And if it, like, the attitude's gotta be, if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. I wrote a screenplay called Projections, which actually, I'm still, now I'm bringing it back to life and I, have, I got, a, got it optioned. Wow. And this film, this film uh, I'm really proud of. This is the one I really wanted to make. Uh, and uh, I got through a middleman in Canada that got me through to a Lionsgate. And Lionsgate, literally within 48 hours, loved that they wanted to go into it. Anyway, this whole, it started this whole period of like about nine months, right? Wow. And, but as we went along, we started noticing that the middleman started like changing budget, doing this, doing a lot of little weird little things. I chose not to see that. And anyway, they started, uh, well, and it got really crazy. Like they started doing a lot of things that I felt were really wrong, but I kept going. Everybody was telling me like, dude, Lionsgate loves it, but this guy in the middle, but I signed with him. You, what, what can yeah. you do? So it's like, he's just changing everything. It all, to make it short, Hirsch Agency in New York, we're like in the 50th floor or some stuff like that. Okay. Finally, we're going to do a reading, a script reading. Zoe Saldana, who is still going up, is there. Jeff Goldham is there. Wow. Is there. Jeremy Irons is there. We had a freaking cast, okay? And $6 million approved for this film. By that point that I'm flying... Actually, so you're, you're, you're in pre-production, basically. Yeah, we've been... In, by that point, uh, I went to a concert. It got ten to spring in any years, whatever. So I, I couldn't really fly. I was scared of using my ears or whatever. So... I took the train to New York for this meeting. I go there, and you have to understand, there have been like about 75 different instances with this middleman that was making me want to quit this thing. Lionsgate was great. The Hirsch Agency was great. Everybody else was great, except this people, was, this person was a sore thumb. And I was like, I couldn't get out of it. And I get there, and we're all about to do the reading. All, these actors already read the script. They like it. Everything's cool. And literally, like, this guy from the middleman from this company, I'm not gonna name it right now, but yeah. it's like this, this comes in with all the scripts and we're already like, I'm thinking to myself, well, oh, okay, you know, and the old scripts are here. And I remember Zoe Zaldana literally opening, opening up the script and going like, what the F is this? And I went like, what is he it? He changed, changed the script? Yeah, is it badly printed or what is it? She gave it to me, what is it? He changed things and this little kid, some intern or something from that company said, oh, we just thought we wanted to make some changes. I'm going like, Dude, this is the, the, the table. We're reading the script. I mean, and, and I, at that point, I just lost it. My partner was with me. Wow. And I literally went like, the, the horses and the people who were with me, they knew what was going on. They knew, like, they knew, that, they were, they knew that I was pissed off. And, 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 I, and at that point, I went like, okay, Jose, if you keep going like this, yes, you'll have $6 million to make a film. But it's a, it's it's a train wreck. Practice, but these people are going to turn this into a train wreck. And if you fail, you can fail at $5,000. But if you fail at $6 million, you will never, you won't even be, you, you won't even be able to make porn. Okay. So you better just watch wow. out. You can't live with yourself. So it's like, I grab, I'm grabbing the box with uh, the scripts. I told everybody, hey, can you pass me all the scripts? Yeah. You know what? I'll put them back in a box. And I remember distinctly that uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum goes like, it's just okay. I mean, like, you know, he, he looks at me like, okay, Jose, what, what are you going to do? And uh, I remember like grabbing the box. I opened up the window and I threw the box out the window from the 50th floor and everybody's just quiet. Holy I come, shit. I come back to the table 
And I sit down. Everybody's quiet for about a minute. And then I turn around and talk to my, look at my partner, uh, Ralph. Um, will you please, I think I did something bad. Can you please go downstairs or check to see I didn't kill anybody down there? Oh my God. Out the window. This is in New York City? New York City, in Manhattan, man. So the chances of that box landing on someone were really high. Yeah. So like, but I think got the window was on the side. It was more like an alley kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so he went downstairs. We waited. And I remember Jeremy Aaron says, like, bravo, bravo. He kind of goes like that. And he comes back, you know, the box is fine. Yeah, it's just, you know, I went, literally looked at the window, and it was just scripts all over the place. It was flying. Like that. I wow. I told the actors right there and then. I talked to the representative of Lionsgate. I talked to the representative of Hershey Agency. We looked at each other kind of like, yeah, you, if we're going to do this, you need to get rid of this metal man, basically. It was just through visual, just eyes, not even words. Wow. So, like, so uh, you, you gained the respect of all those actors, yeah, at least. I quit. I quit. I basically walked away for a while. I was kind of like, hey, should I have just played ball? No. No, no, no. no. You, made, you made the right decision. Because the way I am, the way artists are, I always believe that, sorry, maybe some people disagree with me, but it's, I always believe that artists get hurt a lot easier. We are more sensitive. And I got, uh, I've gotten a few bruises here and there. And, but that was not a bruise. That was more like, F this, you know? I'm not doing it like this. Yeah. Well, you, well you're also protecting the investor's money. I had no idea about that story, man. After that, I, I don't know if you remember the, the ticket trouble episode about 15 years ago where we had to walk away from one and a half million dollars yeah it, it was the same thing we just we just walked away we're starting pre-production so I'll, I'll tell you more about that offline yeah, yeah i mean you've got to trust your instincts man and unfortunately i haven't done that in, in many 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 times but i tell you one time for me yeah sometimes it, you but it, that was one time that I, I was too attached to the project and it's not like a control thing i don't mind if you guys I want to have a boss. I mean, I, I was a drummer in bands. I mean, I, I don't mind if you're the lead singer. I'm fine. I'm back here. But we have to work together, you know. And, and but if it's my project, at least I have to have some kind of say, you know. Yeah, and you, and you can't see a project ruined. I mean, if you know it's going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I don't want to be like you know Michael Chimino or something like that. It, it, it's just you know. Yeah. But I, I was I was so frustrated with that that I got back home to Orlando and I wrote a screenplay called The Sacred. And uh, and it was just much that, much lower budget again, oh, right? It was, uh, it was it was basically I had it, it had it for fifty thousand dollars something like that. And I was like, okay, let's begin the process of like uh, raising fifty thousand dollars. And I remember my my colleague in the school, uh, I was sometimes teaching a full cell, and uh, she comes to me and tells me, you know, uh, I my uh, grandmother uh, has is uh, left. Uh, like an inheritance to me, and I can put ten thousand dollars towards this. And I'm like, wow, okay. And I kind of wow. let's just do it. <laughs> I went. It was one of those. So, so this is a, this is a, a teacher, at full sale. A teacher, a, a colleague, friend. Yeah. Wow, and, wow. I, I but we knew each other really well, uh, and uh, so we knew each other really well. And she's a great person, a great business person. She saw something in me. I trust you. I think you can do this. Wow. And, again, same situation. Now it was different. Now you have to make something that looks cinematic and that it's in a really difficult location and you have literally almost no money. But everybody came together again and I, and I made sure that whatever money was there, I designed it in a way that whatever money was there was just for, for equipment and to pay crew. That's it. And yeah, put everything on the screen. I put everything on the screen. And I was lucky enough that when it got distributed, I think it was Osiris Entertainment, they gave us 20 grand 
up front, which is the last time. Oh, wow. So you, you doubled your money right up front. And then it, it went on to make grab, some money after that, right? I grabbed that and I pay everybody else bonuses. I didn't keep one cent. Uh, but like a lot of distribution situations and people need to kind of like be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, they're going, they will screw you no matter what. what yeah, you got to be careful. Got to have an entertainment so, attorney. But I was fine because to me, either the, I was lucky in a sense that I was able to make projects, but at the same time, I worked in the business. So uh, I am fine if it, if, as long as I can pay the crew and as long as I can pay the investor back, I am fine. Because I can always, the next day, I can always go and shoot for somebody else. I'll still be on a set. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was that, that was the one fortunate thing that I had. Uh, but it is a pain. I mean, the, one of the reasons I left Florida was like we shot a, right after that, I was literally, that's when I say I, had, I, I, I reached a level which like I, I am in control of the language. I know how to shoot block, I mean, how to put a film together with nothing. Imagine what I can do with money. And uh, there was a film after that, that uh, last one I did in Florida for two days. That was another lesson that I had to kind of tell people. Besides trusting your gut. Was that, was that a feature? Features, yeah. Two days is cool. And what, what was the budget on that? It was about 150. And, okay, uh, so good uh, size for a Florida budget. We made a fantastic film. It was a great film. Uh, some great people involved in it. It was difficult because it brought like an Italian script to me from this other director that couldn't make it to the country. So I guess it, they made me the director. And because I was originally the DP. So I have this script that's literally like, the, the story is great, but it's an Italian, but it's almost like an Italian that doesn't know how to speak English, trying to write a script in English. So we have to kind of like fix it. It took about two or three days, fixed it all up after they told me I was going to direct. And that was it. I just went for it. I did it almost like a work for hire. Okay, you, I'm going to make this film. Okay. And it was a great story about this cop, the last 24 hours of, the, of this cop's life right before he retires. When, and suddenly his life is, is meaningless because everything he's known is just this. He's a loner. The only thing he had was his job. And now he's, he's done. And it lasts 24 hours uh, before the, the, this, this event happens. And after that, of course, he, he kind of loses his mind a little bit. So I thought it was kind of cool. We did the film. Great. I was cutting it and edit, editing the film. And I was really proud of it. I think it was the strongest thing I've done from my own side of things. Uh, and uh, then the producers come and tell me that that were they're very sorry, but they didn't really have the rights to the film. And it's like, oh my God. After like, it was shot. After it was shot. And I wasn't editing. And it's like, now they wanted to use the last bit of the post-production money so they can refinance like a new cut that the old director's going to do. This guy is like senile, like about 80 years old, okay? Like, wow. and I tried my very, very best. I tried my very, very best to try to throw, I told him like, why don't we just make the American cut, which is this one? And then he makes the other one, the European cut. Have you also done any way just to keep the editing going? I just need the money for post for audio. Yeah. It's a good film, man. And it's just a shame. And it's like, no, it, could, it couldn't be worked out. The guy in Italy was really, really difficult to work with. And he didn't want to, he kind of got pissed off or whatever it is. And I'm like, you need to work with people that have your back and to yeah. have the, 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 the projects back. So it's like, you have to be very careful. That was one of the most extremely painful things I can tell you as a, as a, as a, as a director, as a filmmaker. When they, when, it's not that they took the film away from me. They wanted to force me. Tell you what, they sent a couple, uh, they actually took all my footage, sent it to hand so they can do like a little sample cut of the first five minutes of the movie. Wow. That was painful. We waited a month for they to come back. It, gave, it got back to us and it was a complete huge piece of shit. Okay? Wow. It, it didn't make any sense. 
So I kind of looked at him again, guys, can we just finish the film? They couldn't legally do anything because these Italians that were producing were just completely dumb. Wow. So that's what happened. So it's a, and I kind of did something that I, I don't regret, but I, you know, a lot of people thought like, oh, you walked away. No, dude, I, you, you're, you want me to literally sit down here, force me to relinquish the stuff that I directed and created. Yeah, not with your name on, else. not with your name on the film. Get it to somebody else and you want me just to stay? Yeah. So I, you know, I lost a few friends there, but it's like, you know what, the hell with them. I mean, you have to stand your ground. And my thing is that I walked away and that was yeah. really painful. So I would tell people, it all comes down to like, listen, I've had a dream career. I get to wake up, dude, I get to make films. And I have control of the language, which is very important. A lot of people making films that do not have control of the language. They depend on other people. In yeah. my case, it's like, I, I, I don't need a DP. I am one. I don't need Well, what's so unique about you, and there are a few other people like this, but you, you really encapsulate this. In some cases, you're the writer, the director, and the editor. Yeah, so yeah. I got to bring this up. I mean, it's not a control thing. It's, to me, it's almost like I make music and stuff like that. It's, to me, it's like, when I started with Robert, for example, Rodriguez, it was like, we, our, my whole point was like, yeah, I, I, I want to have a career, but I want to do many things. I don't want to do just one thing. Uh, yeah. That's why I was kind of like a weird kind of DP because it's kind of like, uh, I not only come in just to shoot the film, but I, I also help in blocking and cutting and the whole thing. I like to do many things, man. I've just been making music uh, for the last couple of years because I'm a musician too. And, and it's not like, oh my God, Jose just wants to do so many things. It's so, it's so full and stuff. No, it's just kind of like, I just love many things. I have many, many interests, you know? Um, that's why, I, you know, I like to make music. I like to edit. I like to direct. I like to shoot. And I like to control that space. When I'm, at, uh, if I'm going to say I'm going to be a cinematographer, I need to know how to light and block. If, I'm, if I say I'm going to be a director, I need to understand storytelling. I need to, I need to understand structure. I need to understand editing, which is another thing I recommend, a little side note here for any filmmaker out there. And I know a lot of them do this because they're, editing software is available to everybody, which is great. Uh, back in the day, yeah. I have, I, in order, okay, where are we going to edit this? We're going to have to spend some money on that because- Yeah, you got to find a, uh, an avid would, bay or an avid express yeah, or something. I would, tell, I would tell filmmakers, because I see this all the time, and it, it's hard when you see a great story, just go down the drain because we are very, we have a big ego. You know, we, we all very selfish in many ways, uh, in the sense like if you're a director, you, it's like, it's me, 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 right? So it's kind of hard to talk to someone like that uh, when you're in a state. It goes for the territory. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I would tell any filmmaker, basically, just please study filmmakers, but also know and understand how to edit a movie. That, it all comes down, we can talk about this and we can talk about that. It all comes down to editing. Editing is the essence of cinema. 30 years of doing this uh, taught me one thing. Yes, funding, yes, this and that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you get through that big door of funding, if you get to the big door of like uh, casting and dealing with all the BS and everything else, at the end of the day is how you block the scene and how you edit the scene. If you have Meryl Streep in a, in a scene and Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro, you're not going to tell them how to act. They're going to do what they're going to do. You can control the volume a little bit. You're going to get out of their way. Let gonna, them do their I gift. cast Christopher Walken because he's got us the Christopher Walken flavor. I want him. Yeah. Well, I like that girl. This not to be a known actress, but he's got something I like. You can only do it. You, directing, the actual talking to the actress is like this. 
is where is this actor going to be? How are you going to put this actor on the screen? It's all like Scorsese says, which is basically cinema is what's inside the frame and outside the frame. How do you block it? So, and then so the editing of it. It's so all speaking, the yeah. Sorry, it's sorry to cut part. you off. Speaking about A-list actors, and I got to have a quick disclosure here. We're running out of yeah. time. Yeah, you're um, right. I'm, I'm involved in this, uh, one of your future projects. Um, yes. tell, tell us about this project that you said you're really, really excited about. Some years ago, uh, some years back, like two, three years ago, uh, I received a book uh, from you, I think it was, uh, from Ginny Scales Medeiros, a uh, fantastic person that I used to work in the automotive industry. And, and, uh, and she's just an inspiration. I mean, a, a lady that just basically had to fight since he was a child to, to make it. You know, it's like Rags the Riches story. It's like a perfect story. I read this book and it was just insane. It was amazing. What a life, what an amazing thing. And I was I had the, the luxury, uh, I, don't, I don't consider myself a writer, but I happen to write, but I have too much respect sometimes for writers, you know? Uh, and it's like, uh, I was asked to adapt this, which is like a challenge because it was kind of like, I did it on the Philippines, by the way. I, I got a chance to shoot uh, a product to go and do this little thing for this crazy German guy that I used to work in Amazon in the Philippines. And it was right there in this island that I, that, I, I, that I took the book with me and I wrote, I did an adaptation of it. And it was really hard because to try to fit everything from the book in, into the script. Anyway, and now we're pursuing, we're trying to get this project done. And it's one of those projects that takes care, that it goes through several decades of this person's life. And it's a Rags and Riches story. It's just uh, completely inspirational uh, without cheese, being cheesy. It's like a really inspirational story full of yeah. drama heartache and it's amazing stuff it's, it's a kind of film that uh, uh a person i know uh, tony scott the great director used to say like when you grab a script you gotta ask yourself does this need to be made you know and i can say for this project which is called win and not because i'm just doing it i mean i'm excited about it because i don't know if it will happen or not but it's like you got to, you have to fight you know every day to try to get it done uh it's it's something that needs to be made it needs to be seen it's really great uh, and I'm really proud of it. It's, it's going to have, luckily, not the wood, it's going to have some good name talent. And um, luckily, we'll have the right budget to do it justice because certain projects you can't do it for very little money. I mean, they, I, I know we're, it's very heroic sounding and really cool sounding. We made a film for very little, which is great. But there comes a time in which certain projects are kind of like, dude, we got to recreate the 1970s. Or yeah, it's a period piece. It's a period piece with, with a ton of actors in it. And, um, and something actually, in my opinion, that not only works as a, as, a, as a film, but also as a limited kind of series, like a six episode, episode thing. So you're, you're telling like a person's life. Well, and, uh, I, I believe it will happen because you've got uh, this A-list casting team, Lori Lewis and Kelly Knox have signed on. They're reaching out to some A-list actors. And when, it's, when it's, big, big actors say they love the script, that, I mean, I, I love the fact that we also eventually made another draft of the screenplay. We all work together on it. And uh, it, it's been, a, it's been, I'm just pinch myself, man. It's a, it's a really wonderful project. And, and notice that we're not, we're not funded yet, but I, I know it will happen. And I know that we're on the side of right. I know that it's not, it's not just like another zombie movie or something like that. This is like something that really is like, as a biopic. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And to me, I'm fascinated with the times that she lived in especially when she was a child and growing up and all the pop culture, all the stuff that was happening around that time. I love that, that period. And uh, I love the fact that she's still around and she's here, still doing it, kicking butt. And, uh, 
and a lot of people that read a book have been moved and, and, I, and my hope yeah, it's, it's just so not only inspiring but empowering to to yeah, girls and women all over the world especially because this lady is a self-made person that really had to fight go through hell to get to where she's at right now and i love it because it's this at the end she finds love and it's just great it's just it's, it's a wonderful story empowering in the current world that we're living right now in which everything is so negative i think this is the kind of thing that not only is great entertainment but it's also so I'm really excited. Yeah. So well, I wish I wish you all the best on Win and all your other projects. I know you got a few other projects in the works as well. What's the um, what's? Thank you so much for coming on. By the way, what's the best way that people can contact you or follow you? Well, you guys can if you can just basically follow, you can just type my name on Facebook. It's uh, Jose Zambrano Casella. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to spell it, but it's uh, it's. Uh, and uh, you can just find me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. I mean, it's all. I mean, I, I always say yes to friends and stuff like that, unless you, you, you are like <laughs> something like kind of like a anti-Semitic thing or yeah. some weird messages or, or some political joke or something. Some political stuff. But it's like, yeah, and you can find me there on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook. Just type my name. You'll be able to find it. Uh, and you know, it's all good. You know, it's like I'm excited. Not only is when is working on that, I'm working on some other projects, and I'm putting music out. It's been uh, quarantining and already have like two albums out. Uh, that's a wonderful world of technology nowadays. You can actually put an album out, you know, and, and not break the bank. Uh, so yeah, just the idea is keep creative and trust your instincts. And uh, you know, I'm, if anybody has any questions or anything like that, just feel free to send me questions. I, I had a lot of students in, in film school uh, in Full Sail. So they still, to this day, people ask me questions. I like to ask questions. Oh, I bet. That's, that's really cool. It's cool. You'll find people, I've been in places like, in one of the 7,000 islands of Philippines, some island in the middle of nowhere called Cebu, and there'll be like a couple of students there that, that, that took classes with me. I'm like, wow. Wow. It'll be, be like people like, hey, don't I know you? Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Did you, did you teach, uh, we, we got to wrap things up here in 60 seconds, but did you teach Darren Lynn Bowsman? I know, I, you know, I can't recall right now. Maybe. A maybe. Anyway, well, an another full sale success but I thought, story. I thought he was around there, around the time that I was shooting Delivery, that film. Oh, okay. So, I must have seen him. You know, it's just been a while. But you, you've inspired a lot of people. Um, I know this podcast is going to inspire a lot of people watching or listening to this. So uh, thank you so much again for your time, Jose. Oh, man. Keep rocking, guys. Love you, brother. Keep, brother. Tune in next week. Or for more info, visit financeyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you have a story to tell the world, never give up on your dream. Copyright Nemours Marketing.